people were completely making fun of my hand the way that with the way that it looks. Just this one guy, he had a big problem with me asking him to introduce himself. Look me dead in the eyes and goes, Do you know who I am? I'm from West Belfast and it can be quite a brutal place to grow up sometimes. Getting jumped for no reason and people saying things to you, grabbing your hand at a bus stop, playing like a trumpet. I am so happy that you're doing this and that my child who has the same hand as you is going to grow up with somebody like you. And everybody's wanting to jump on and show that they're so inclusive when in reality they're literally just doing it so that they can say they're inclusive rather than to actually practice what they preach. How's it going people? Welcome back to another episode of the Here's the Crack podcast. We're back after some time off and we've got a guest in today. Hi. She's back. <laughs> back again almost. You've doubled your episode since I was in here last time. Doubled the episode. It's like a nat- it's like a natural like alarm. Uh-huh. It's just like it's time to get her back on again. Yeah, next 70 it's like we're in the app. I know. <laughs> I know. What's, what's 70 after 140? Two ten quick maths. Quick maths. I love the way you look at me. As if I'm fucking uh, anyway, how are you? Good, yeah. And he is constantly like, I don't really know what's going on one day to the other. But yeah. a lot has changed since the last time we talked to you. So obviously, mm-hmm. if I think if anybody wants to like get to know who you are or kind of where you've came from and like your journey up until well, I suppose up until the last time we talked to you, go back and listen to episodes. Uh, it is episode seventy. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. So if you want to hear all about that, go back, stop now, go back, and then come back, and we'll be fine. A lot to and fro one. But <laughs> since we last spoke to you, there's been a lot's happened. Yeah. You've entered the world of TV. You've yes. passed your driving test. Yes. I know. I'm actually, like, probably more excited about the driving test <laughs> yeah, as bad as that is. Shay was saying that was something you said on the last That's, episode. I remember you saying yeah. that. I think we'd asked you what's the next goal, and mm-hmm. you had said passing your driving test yeah. and then would ask you about like and that was 18 months ago and i only just passed See, it three days ago, ago. Yeah. yeah yeah and it was such a honestly there's that many things i actually felt like something in the world was telling me like you're not supposed to drive because it just <laughs> felt like after every hurdle there was another one and another one and it was just a nightmare like yeah what the, what like what sort of what what sort of hurdles do you do you have to get over any hurdles to to drive or is it just you just crack on or is it just the fact that you've been so busy it's been hard to yeah well i think a lot of lots of things like i think for anybody trying to learn to pass their test like whether you've got full phalanges or not i think it's like yeah. there's a lot of things there and so much money mm-hmm. and the, the driving test cost no the driving lesson costs are now like 40 quid like whenever i oh, first yeah what? whenever oh, i first started like, learning there were 20 i couldn't yeah. afford the drive now <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to drive. so bad and then you're waiting six months on your test like once you book it and oh, all yeah. how do you expect I students to pay for that like like people in high school what was it back was it even 20 quid? mine was like 20 quid for a half an hour or something that's mad like but like you even ma- you imagine like because uh, it's all through DVLA isn't it yeah so you even imagine booking an MOT at the minute it's like getting an MOT date it's like hen's teeth mm-hmm. and yeah. I think the same people who do it's MOTs do driving tests as well like, yeah, yeah. You, you passed your test in Ballymena I did yes <laughs> what did you say Galilore. when you came in here about Ballymena it's a shit because <laughs> 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 like none of you are from yeah, Ballymena yeah. are you and I was like yeah them too <laughs> yeah. I was like I thought I heard that whenever you walked in. You're like, Balmain is a shit And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Do you like feel loyalty to Balmain? No, not particularly. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Um, I will say Balmain for driving. Now, to be fair, once, if you're from Balmain, I think you get used to it because there's mm-hmm. so many roundabouts. Balmain is the one place where I say you go round a roundabout to go round another roundabout, yeah. if mm-hmm. that makes sense. They're on top of each other. Yeah. yeah. And it's really weird, but I think now I'm used to it. It just becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. 
but I can Probably imagine one of the most difficult places to do your driving test in Northern Ireland. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I failed say, my yeah. first one in Downpatrick. Like, it was actually a lovely place. I had a lovely instructor, but he marked me way worse than the girl who took me in Balmina. So as much as it is a shithole, like, I'm yeah. grateful for it existing because <laughs> I've passed my test my, my driving instructor, to be fair, marked me as like a minor for speeding. And I think I was considerably over like the, uh-huh. the, the limit. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny it, just in case. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah, want but I think your guy, I w- he goes, oh, can do you know where I marked you down on? And I went, yeah, I think it was on here. And he goes, well, not be me to get in the speeding ticket, so I'll just give you a minor. And I was like, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I need. That's dead on. Chill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like that's very like you did that wrong. Just don't do it again. Yeah. it's not like a big problem. Yeah. yeah, because they know for now it's probably going to take. Surely that's a major though. Like, <laughs> yeah, but oh, speeding. During mine, I. You know, they get you to pull into like a hard shoulder or something yeah. to stop, and then like you know, check your shoulder and pull out. Uh-huh. I done that, and the next thing, the car was beeping and beeping. Couldn't understand. He wouldn't tell me what it was, and I was like, "What's going on? What's going on?" I was panicking. I was like, "Can I pull in here just to check what this beeping is?" Yes. And uh, he let me pull in. I was looking around the car, couldn't figure out what it was. I left the handbrake up, uh. and then he turned around to me and goes, "Yeah, your handbrake's up." So <laughs> it took me about ten, honestly ten minutes. I was driving about with shake us out, out the car. No one pops the bonnet. I was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> scoundered. I was like, "This is over." But I actually passed it then after yeah. somehow. Well, you noticed there was something going on, so it was probably like dead on. Yeah, see, that's what I remember my driving t- yeah. instructor saying. He was like, "If you show that you know that you're doing wrong or yeah. whatever, uh-huh. they'll let you away with it." Like, yeah, lucky enough that I did like. So congratulations anyway. Thank you. And you've been driving for how long? Three days. Three and days I just parallel parked around the corner on my own. <laughs> Magical. <laughs> I can't describe the voice note we got like 10 minutes before us. You're like, I'm on my way. I've been parallel parking. But I was like, I wonder how this has went down. Because to be fair, sometimes I cock up a parallel park. You can never... I'm just terrified of hitting somebody else's car. Like yeah. then having somebody out shout at me, I will mm. cry. Yeah. I don't know what you're supposed to do in that scenario. Like, yeah. Do I call it? Drive. Drive on. <laughs> just drive on. It just depends if it's a wee glance or something, you'd be fine. Yeah. Just, just wrong on, they'll never notice it. But, um, well, like, you you did a video on, like, dri- your, like yeah. doing your driving test and stuff, and there was, yeah. like, you were saying there's a, there was a lot of comments oh on it. Oh, my God. So th- I had never, right, so it had been, like, I had gotten used to my platform and my audience and the things that people would say to me. So I, I was kind of just in this consistent wee pattern of mm-hmm. the odd negative comment or ignorant comment, and most of them being really supportive and stuff and really nice to me. Mm-hmm. Then I uploaded this one video of me showing the things that I do in the car that people would maybe doubt I can do because of my hand. So like the handbrake, the gearbox and indicating anything like that. And I just recorded each of those wee things, uploaded it in like a really quick video and the comment section was brutal. Like brutal, like everybody was properly like, people were making out that I would be a danger on the road because I've got one hand. People were completely making fun of my hand with the way that it looks. Like I do recommend, it is an interesting read. If you're ever sitting up late at night and you want something to do, read that comment (laughs) section. (laughs) There is a whole different type of human attracted to that video. (laughs) Because I suppose from like, uh, like, they're like from a normal person's like perspective they're probably looking at it and going like it's fine like i would uh-huh. i don't think i would ever go surely you can't drive yeah like there's curiosity but, there yeah. like, i understand that mm, people yeah. will be like oh i wonder how she does do that and that's fine i don't yeah. see any issue with that like but it's the the wh- why does what it looks like have anything to do with what this video was like yeah. i know there's stuff missing i know it looks like a f- i know it looks like a monster munch i know like i know it's just why did you comment that <laughs> the car the car scene just jumped on they didn't they didn't show up like yeah no it's it's one of them things though that i think you just it probably with the with 
talking about a car or something do you think it like reached a completely different audience oh yes mm. more male ah, <laughs> on the boys right, and the poor yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like there was a few to be fair there was a few that was like a girl that can drive stick like you almost read it in American accent because you knew it was American <laughs> saying driving stick yeah I was like a girl can drive stick and I was like oh my god like yeah <laughs> yeah I can drive stick <laughs> oh my word like yeah but you're you've you've survived three days anyway, so yes. you're fine, la. Yes, yeah. A few near misses, but <laughs> a few near glances. Yeah, but it wasn't my way. fault. It was yeah. a real man, and I was thinking I'll not beep him because what if like something bad's happened? I don't know. Did his wife die or something? I don't know because it's like yeah. So I was like, I'll not crack up because he went right at a roundabout, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, They're and then he went to the side of me. Yeah, yeah. I was like. To be fair, I have seen people go around the wrong way around a roundabout in Balamina before. Mm-hmm. I think it, it was in Balamina. Uh, was it? Bloody Balamina. Shit. I remember the time whenever you used to come up for like the first time and you were like, yeah. bro, I have no idea where I am. I don't know. Idea. Like even the, even roundabout. even if you have the sat nav on, you're unaware of where it's taking you. Yeah. Like I've been driving, I've been driving around Armagh before and I kind of yeah. know, I'm like, all right, the sat nav will keep me right here. But when you're driving around Balamina, most people seem to say, I still don't know where it's taking me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely side streets and stuff, but yeah. you'll get used to it. I'm not going back. You might have to go back for MOT or something. True, true. I'm imagine you go back to the DVLA centre and they're like, we've been listening to that here to Crack Podcast <laughs> and we're not happy. One damn bit. Get no, out. the wee woman, like, she'll be weird to see me back because I said the weirdest thing to her. She said I'd passed my test. She's like, congratulations, you've passed your test on this occasion. I went, shut up. She's like, no, you, you did really well. I was like, no, shut your face. Are you serious? And she was like, yeah, you did really well. Like, do you not feel like you drove really well? And I was like, well, well, I'm not going to say no because you've just told me that I've passed. But can I just say as well, your voice is so soothing. You could be a voice artist. Like, you really kept me calm during that test. And she was looking at me like... I had two heads. She really, because you know when you're in that mode where it's just yeah. like, I can't believe I just. Yeah. She's probably sitting lucky you've passed the test. You don't have yeah, to sweep yeah, me up yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you pure slipping her twenty five notes and all. She's like, I've told you you've passed. Just get out. Yeah. But that's a, a brilliant achievement Thank for you. anybody. Yeah. Brilliant achievement. Thank but um, you've been obviously at other stuff as well. Yes. You're dabbling and presenting. Yes. TV. Uh huh. And it is um, interesting. How, how has that world been? Um, it's been good. Like, I like being in that sort of environment. You're almost like in the center of these things that you're used to seeing on TV. Like you're in a whole different environment and you're around people who are like, it is definitely a whole new type of imposter syndrome, like celebrities, like pure celebrities, like in movie celebrities. Yeah. Mm. But um, it's been really good. I've only had one bad experience so far, so I'm hoping oh. that it just stays at one. Well, I'll start <laughs> there, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll not. I'll not say his name. I'll tell you he's after. Like we secret. Yeah. Everybody on this podcast can try and guess if they want. You just share it and get. You have to pay five to Patreon. But there was this guy um, on the Irish Film and TV Awards red carpet. Mm-hmm. I was uh-huh. presenting for the IFTAs on TikTok. It was like a collaboration they yeah. were doing. Um, so I was live on their pages, mm-hmm. and um, I had all these different celebrities, and it was almost like they were like maybe a list of two hundred people. And mm-hmm. as much as I know what's going on in the world, there's no way I'm going to remember 200 people's yeah. names. Yeah, fair. So the kind of just like thing that we were doing was just get everybody to say um, their name and what they're nominated for. Because obviously it's an award show. Um, and then that could start the report or like chat about the, like the show or the TV program or film or whatever. Um, so there was this one guy that came up and I did the same thing. I'd already done 50 people and everybody was fine. Just this one guy, he had a big problem with me asking him to introduce himself. Yeah, he said, he literally looked me dead in the eyes and I thought this wasn't a real scenario that happens in real life. Looked me dead in the eyes and goes, do you know who I am? Oh my God. And I was like, 
uh-huh. I laughed it off because I thought maybe this is like a, a do you know presenter uh, skills just keep yeah. moving just keep going and I was like uh-huh. I'm just asking everybody um, to introduce themselves just for the followers and watchers online and stuff and he's going followers what who's followers and I was like well it's mine and TikTok and if Disney goes nobody told me this then he walked off the, the screen and then walked back in he goes tell me my name and I went uh, uh, <laughs> I just oh went meltdown Mel- yeah. you humbled him oh <laughs> yeah. well do you know what I'm glad if I hope it did knock him down a notch because yeah. I don't care who you are. You could be Beyonce. It's nice to introduce yourself, yeah. especially whenever it's on a platform like TikTok. And this, this guy was a wee bit older, mm. um, but TikTok's a lot younger. So yeah. a lot of maybe 13, 14, 15 year olds, yeah. these will be the first time that they're yeah. seeing these people. Um, so it's given them an opportunity to reach this audience. Yeah. And he completely squandered it. He did completely you? ruined it. Everybody yeah. was raging in the live. They were all like, who does he think he yeah. is? So it people would have seen that. Like. Oh, yeah. And oh I have it God, saved. So you should have been like, do you know who I am? And if he'd have said no, be like, well, what are you going to do, Ella? I like, didn't. You don't know my world, in so the moment why do you expect me to know your own? You should have been like, let us know in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, sad react to the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow his page up. <laughs> Just get cancelled in the morning. Yeah, oh no, it was traumatic. Like, So I'm raging that it wasn't something that was like, you can go watch back after. I had yeah. to be the only person that downloaded it. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't want to make enemies in the TV world at like my early career stage. So oh, Definitely not. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. But like, he's a big figure. So. Is he big, big? Like? Yeah. Like America, America. You, you do realise as soon as we hit Tommy's probably going to be like we'll wrap this up early I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like who was that person I reckon you don't know who it is yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. who was your like, favourite ones from that one, like red carpet you don't know do you know the um, TV shows that came out on Apple TV? Sisters, Bad Sisters? Yeah. That, Demons. They were great. All of them. Yeah, They're all of them. And they were all the best cars. crack. You could yeah. tell they had a few drinks before coming. Oh, that's sick. And oh, that's that just like. the best vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like party vibes before anybody even gets when in the door. When they're mm-hmm. actually excited to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're sick. being nice and introducing yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. You, you'd have been jealous, uh, Aaron. She met, was it Brendan Gleeson? Yes. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Orange a big Brendan Gleeson uh-huh. in Bruges, all that there. Because <laughs> oh, I seen that, I was like, Orange's going to be raging. <laughs> did you not, int- did, did, I could be wrong, did you interview Patrick Kilty before he got the Daily Show one? Or maybe it was his wife he interviewed, Kat Daly, was it? I, I could be completely talking shit. <laughs> see, again, I can't remember names here, but I think that sounds really familiar. It mm. might have been. There was like a lot of people there. It was The whole thing's a blur. Like yeah. I was there for two hours on live and it felt like five minutes. Like I flew in. Don't know what I said. Probably didn't need it. Was there anyone you interviewed that you were like proper starstruck? You couldn't speak or anything? <gasps> yeah. The nun from Die Girls. Oh, no oh, way. No way. Yeah, I can't even remember oh, her real name. Oh, she's good crack. She I've is. I've heard, yeah. Oh, she was great. Yeah, yeah. I've seen her even, because I was in this like really unique position where I was part of the press pool. Like, so we were yeah. outside the red carpet and stuff. But I was also allowed in. Like, I was the only one that was on the red carpet interviewing people. It was also in the actual event itself. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. seeing the awards and stuff. So when I was inside, I was like, and I snuck my mummy in as well. I don't know <laughs> if I should be saying that. Yeah. I snuck my mummy into the office. Um, but me and my mummy went up there and was talking away to her, and she was great. Like, she was lovely, so nice. Yeah like friendly could have been somebody just bumped into the shop yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome though yeah. but like was that you that probably that wasn't your first time doing presenting or was it wasn't my first time doing presenting but it was my first time presenting in that sort of scenario uh, where you've got an high, endless like high profile yeah celebrities thing, yeah. yeah constantly coming and it's non-stop for two hours yeah. and live it, everything everything that could have been stressful was on that red yeah. carpet but it was great like and do you find like obviously because the majority of what you do is obviously online so it's like f- like phone it's probably 99 percent of the time it's just you yes when then to go from like you to then oh like because i know even 
absolutely nothing to do with like presenting but we did a thing with a brand and we were like interviewing people out in belfast yes and it was like you kind of were like that's grand we can talk into a mic yeah. but then whenever it actually happens you're like this is a lot harder it's the approaching yeah. people that's sort of daunting mm-hmm. like rejection's scary oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like you it's probably a good thing that you had the negative interaction with that particular person because mm-hmm. it's probably prepared you for next time it happens like yeah. how you how would you react how would you react I would differently slightly. i would yeah. have a bit more confidence to say look i'm i'm, I'm sorry um i've got all, well actually i did actually i did i said i'm sorry i've got that many people were just doing this everybody introduced themselves and stuff i don't even know how i would do it different to be honest i think it's not my problem it's his problem no, well, it's so yeah. fuck off yeah she's not gonna be employing you do you know who i am no do you know who do you, you know are who <laughs> <laughs> what's your fucking name please thanks yeah my second question is who gives shit they're like what the f-? <laughs> but um that's pretty cool like in terms of who was like who who's been like the most oh, obviously you were saying about the the red carpet type thing but like who's been the person who you have met in like your journey since obviously we last spoke where you've been like or have you worked with anybody that you're actually like this is well this obviously is there's gk barry like yeah. the gk mm-hmm. barry like that's working cool. with her that was weird because I was just walking into this room with a girl who was doing the same thing that I was doing. We were employed in the same kind of level. And that was just insane to me. It was like bringing in me and Elon Musk to a car show. It just felt, I felt like so, do you know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. imposter syndrome fully. Yeah. But once you get speaking to her, her and her manager, they were so nice. Like the both yeah. of them were really great and made me sort of like feel like, oh, it's dead on. And that campaign did really, really well as well. Yeah. That's so, for Channel 4, what? Yes, I've worked Channel Four a few times, but this yeah. is like the hard you get by on. I was like nervous and stuff, but yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. It so was good. How does stuff like that come about? Because obviously, like last time we were speaking to, you, did you have a manager the last time we were speaking to you? No, no, no. So like, how is this? Like, have you noticed like since all this has progressed? Like, has there been like a level of like you've had to mature alongside it, where it's like this is like it's proper, like it seems proper proper now? Yeah, like I don't know. Like I think it's not that much of a serious job so yeah. there's not like huge there is a bit of pressure like the perform whenever you're to go on mm-hmm. for a job or to do something and like presenting if it's if it's something you've not done before like you have to sort of because if you want more jobs you have to do well in that job it's like a constant stream of things so yeah. that's on my mind but having a manager has made it easier to manage the admin side of things 100 percent. and like beforehand i would get jobs reaching out to myself and then now with the manager they'll maybe reach out to me and i'll just divert them to him and then he'll get me jobs as well so it's kind of like two streams of finding people like to work with and things so it's it's made it easier but it's more serious like i have like a wee like group chat and stuff where i'll get messages from the manager who'll be like you need to do this or this is coming up and we reminders and he can manage my calendar and stuff like it's it's surreal, like. it feels real like it feels like a real job now would you say it's give you more time to do your own personal stuff and your own time or do you think you're just more busy now than ever <laughs> yes and no because i'm spending less time doing all the things that was keeping me like just doing all the boring stuff like the admin stuff and the yeah. email stuff so there was a lot of time spent that before and it was sort of draining life out of me but mm-hmm. now that i'm not actively doing my own admin stuff at the same time i'm almost feeling like i'm not doing enough constantly yeah. like i feel like i'm not going out there and doing things to try and get more work or work with more brands or making just content in general just yeah. posting stuff like i've been from the last time here like i haven't been posting as frequently as mm. i used to and i don't know if that's because it feels more like a job now or if like 
I don't know. I don't know. Because I used to have so much balls. Like, I really did. <laughs> like, my, my huge balls just to walk up to people and to do things yeah. and just make an agent out of myself. And now, because I think people already know me, I'm scared of, like, ruining that. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to mess mm. it up now. Do you, yeah. like a, do you feel like a pressure about, like, your sort of, with your image, like, people sort oh, of know yeah. you? If you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing? 100%. Because it's not even just about not offending people but mm. it's also about i have to be brand friendly like if this yep. is going to be my job i have to think about it in a very <clears throat> entrepreneurial way like i have to be able to be working with brands like i was invited since it was last year i went to disneyland twice invited by disney yeah. and if i hadn't been so cautious about the language i use or what i do and the content i make or even where i make it mm -hmm. um then i wouldn't have got that opportunity to do that yeah. Yeah. not so interesting like i think even like in terms of like footballers and stuff like the pressure like even like youtube channels like the difference in like the content like adam b for example mm -hmm. like you know from him his content so clean like yeah. the brandies he can get compared to other people yeah. yeah but like do you even worry like say you're on a night out or something like people videoing and shit do you ever think fuck it can't be too do you know what i mean see i'm being completely honest i know that even when i'm on a night out i might do things that i wouldn't record myself and upload yeah but i don't do anything that's like necessarily wrong yeah. so if anybody recorded me doing something stupid it's just like so like yeah, it's that's not my yeah. problem yeah. like i can't control everything like i'm just gonna have fun i am a bit of an agent on a night out too i could maybe have like my kim k moment where something gets leaked not like that <laughs> level <laughs> not like a pure like yeah. sex or anything but like just i don't know a bit of tea like yeah <laughs> That would, yeah i suppose though like you 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 obviously obviously have your own like style of content mm -hmm. i would i wouldn't necessarily say you've ever well have you ever like poses poses if your content's like child friendly if that makes sense like yeah. i don't really think i've ever seen anything from you that you're going down that whereas adam b for example is very like I oh, know I'm, I'm not saying yeah. the content's the same. I'm just using that as an example of like yeah. mm -hmm. someone who clearly has thought thinks about it. Like, like yeah. he's put a lot of thought into the content he puts it's out. Like, really hard. Like, you know what I mean? you're multitasking, trying to reach a large group of people. So obviously, the more that that applies to, the better it'll do. Mm -hmm. So if it reaches a larger age range, then you're going to have a better performance, and that's better yeah. for your work and everything. But then, if you focus up too much on kids, then you're turning off those people from your content type yeah. thing. So it is kind of like multitasking, trying to make something that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong for brands but also being appealing to like people our age yeah type thing yeah you must get a pile of requests from brands that are just like ridiculous like it's oh, it's th there's some things that end up in my message like there's so many wax milk companies that yeah. like not companies people like working out of living rooms and all that yeah. are like if i send you one packet of wax melts will you make me a tiktok or a post and put me on your <laughs> stories and it's like what do you mean wa wax milk yeah do you know what you i actually thought that things? was a name for like a shitty like advertising company that's no. come to you <laughs> wax melts <laughs> wax melts no it's like i get do you like, literally mean wax milk companies yeah, like, like so like not even companies like just wee people yeah. and like doing things like that which is fine like but i can't yeah. do that like that's no. i couldn't do that for every single person that wants me to advertise yeah. and i wouldn't have a platform then it would completely be like just add 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 add, add. Mm. and then i get like random messages from huge companies like the the email about iftas just randomly came through on a random day i just went into my emails came through to me not my manager and i was like holy shit yeah. they want me to present the iftas or like the um british fashion awards i was mm. invited to that on the Clever. red carpet and uh, oh my god it, it was insane like it was just it's a range it's a range that yeah. i get have you yeah. ever missed anything in your emails like an actually missed something else you're like fuck 
yes, in class. A, a few times. A yeah. few times. That's why I needed a manager so much yeah. because I was miss, missing things. Because whenever your emails are stressful, you're not going to go in them as often as yeah, you probably should. Yeah. yeah. As it, like in terms of because in terms of like hire like the manager process do they come to you or do you have to like outreach because one thing i think i'd find very weird and we're obviously never like we're not even touching like the level that you're at but like handing off the responsibility of someone to like manage your calendar Mm -hmm. or like reply to emails on your behalf because he he or she also represents as you essentially yeah so it's like trusting someone to have that responsibility to go they're not going to cock up on my behalf <laughs> must be quite well the my manager is called Valdi right and he's mm-hmm. great I met him a few years ago before like years before well not years maybe like a year and a half before he actually started managing me yeah and did I tell you about that trip I took like a couple of years back where I did the trapeze thing like I had to hold on to the bar and go way up above the water and all in Greece like I was brought on this like PR trip to Greece no well there was that trip and Valdi was one of the ones that organized that trip um for all these influencers and stuff met him on that stayed in contact with him because we just kind of like got on really well and got to know him and spoke to him a wee bit more over the while and I he knew I wasn't happy with I was with this like non non-competitive kind of modeling agency talent management yeah. company mm. where i could do my own stuff but they would get me like extra stuff if it came yeah. in they never yeah. did they're awful um but he was like you're not happy so i'm letting you know that we're now i'm now working for this company we are open to manage a new talent um just in case you're interested and i was like oh yeah 100 like i know you i like you i like how whenever he was on that trip i seen how productive he was and proactive and friendly and every single time I've had feedback from brands and things, they've always said how great he is yeah. because he responds like that. Like he's he's on the ball. He's very professional. Um, and I can have good crack with him at the same time. Like he sends yeah. me like memes and stuff. I send him videos <laughs> and he's the bar. Like it's just the yeah. best kind of professional kind of relationship. Because you actually know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. But like in terms of obviously since like since we last spoke, like the presenting side of things you said you want to get into a little bit more tv mm-hmm. whenever you say tv like what does that do you want to do acting do you want to yes well right. i do want to do acting i right. do i'm a drama queen okay. i worked out i know how to make myself cry like on cue <laughs> if i play this song it's the song that goes i am lost i am lost do you know that oh, one, that yeah. one? Dark one yeah. if i listen do you have to that to play song, it or do you have to like play it in your head i could probably do both I'm in a tv it. show here <laughs> just stick that on there <laughs> many standards <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, yeah. we end it. We need you to sob. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I, I discovered that skill. And I was like, and I've always wanted to do acting. Like I yeah. used to push it off before I did TikTok because I thought how they're going to write my hand into the script. I thought that that was going to be something that people just wouldn't want to address. Yeah. So I kind of ruled it out as something that I couldn't do. Then I did TikTok. Then I realized, oh my god, like people want to like be inclusive now. Like I've got this yeah. thing, and I'm like, that's what I wanted to do anyway. So I thought that it'd be something I could get into still. So it's something that I would love to get into. And then presenting TV wise, I would love to do. There's a couple of shows I would love to do. Like I told you this last time, I definitely did. I think about I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Really yeah. want to do that. Would love to do Big Brother now that that's back on. Yeah. yeah, that would be a good crack. Don't know how I would. Has anyone watched this? No, I no. haven't seen it no. yet. No, it, it started. Even? It started there the other day. It did it? Yeah. Big Brother. Yeah, Sunday, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't see anybody that went in that looked like they would be like. Do you remember Nikki who went in or Kitty Hopkins? Like people who look like they'll bring you the tea. Yeah. yeah. I want that type of thing. You still get called up, eh? It's only that could be you. <laughs> get the clothes. Ho- Hollywood. Yeah. Holly Willoughby's just stepped down and uh, this morning. What out this morning? Oh. So get your monitor. Imagine she Holland. goes in. Yeah, I'm more meaning I you mean, could. You oh, go fill in, in for yeah. Holly. For her, oh, no, yeah. that's big shoes to fill. <laughs> Maybe 
I know, but maybe you never know. You'll like, be fine. Yeah, crack great. on. <laughs> <laughs> you need a tax your manager tonight, just like any word in that. <laughs> <laughs> Valde, Holly's not working. <laughs> the hell am I can fill in? Uh, Call me up. <laughs> that would be good. Well, I actually have been brought in as cover before for Radio One. That happened. That's, yeah. Which was huge. That's big. That's yeah. And that started with that brought me in to like um, present a podcast, yeah. and um, the girl that was on opposite me, Katie, was like, "You're really good at this." Like, you're you're. She was like a big sis, like in the studio. It was just great to have that common person. And then whenever it came to um, somebody was off, she was like, "Do you want to come in and like maybe like fill in his cover?" And I was like, "Yes, absolutely." So I went over and I did Radio One on a Sunday. What was what was that like? Um, class like I, there was like people the studio had a big glass wall so there's people like walking out in the street and all like waving into the studio and then to see how many things go on behind the scenes mm, at radio yeah. one like the computer thing with like three different screens some are comments coming in and questions and requests and you've got the lineup and then your script and then katie's over there doing like all the, the fading in fading out stuff I, like i was sitting there just where's my lines just trying yeah, to stay focused yeah. did you enjoy doing that I did, yeah. I was really paranoid to not lisp and to talk slowly. Like, mm-hmm. I was really trying to... Because you know our accent, especially me. I'm West Belfast. I'm a kind of calm West Belfast. I feel like yeah. I'm not really broad. Um, but still, for, like, everybody, I needed to calm the accent down. So I was trying to... And I was trying not to say anything wrong, too. I was thinking, yeah. right, yeah, well, that's coming up, right? I can't say that. I was thinking about things I can't yeah. say before the things I should say. Even, like, if you have you watched the new series of Sex Education? I haven't watched it yet. Um, there's a girl from here mm-hmm. on it. But to hear it like out of the blue, like to oh, hear yeah. like a northern, like a Northern Ireland like, accent, like a Belfast accent, <laughs> but like she's all, from Derry, is she? Yeah, I think like Lucinda was saying because we were watching it the other Derry's night. Derry's never yeah. here. Oh, no, mm, Where's the Belfast girls? <laughs> what the hell? Um, <laughs> but like Lucinda was even saying it was weird because like little things like she was like, "Oh, Otis, come in and take a wee seat." Yeah, and listen, I was like, "This is weird." To, like, hear this on, <laughs> but then I suppose Katala was like a, an authentic accent. Yeah. yeah, I'm O. Come in and take a wee seat. Do you not think as well though? Whenever you hear our accent, because we know what people sound like and stuff, it almost feels like they're not like acting properly. Yeah, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, like it just feels like it's not meant to. Like, the, are they acting? Like, have Have you watched Blue Lights? No, it's a series over here. It's like proper. It's based on over here. Yeah. Um, it's a serious one too it's uh, yeah it's about like the police and stuff Mm -hmm. but like there's a guy on it and it's just like whenever you hear it there is sometimes where you kind of get used to it after a wee while but then there's there's a bit in it where he's like jerry (laughs) are you alive (laughs) you're like what the like this shouldn't just be it feels like it shouldn't be on tv because but then i suppose i don't know english people probably listen to their own accents and maybe think the same thing if you hear like a Skyce accent or something on yeah, like, Skyce yeah yeah because yeah. Yeah. you always hear the London accent that's what's something you're used to hearing yeah. or like American so like the other yeah. accents are just kind of like ew yeah well, not ew but <laughs> Balmain ones <laughs> oh, <laughs> here do you, th- do you think you sound like a Balmain person uh I don't think I do, but people tell me I do. Like, there's a guy in work, and every time I address, he's you, nodding. He's like, I yeah. go Arn, <laughs> and he's like Arn, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I sound like that. You're not stereotypical Balamina. No, I wouldn't no, say I like wouldn't from say so, no. before yeah. we met someone. Yeah, yeah. I would say, Luck. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I, I, I knew Arn whenever I was younger, and then you went to Manchester. And I noticed whenever you came back from Manchester, you had a little bit more of like a, a what I would say would be like a Belfast accent mm-hmm. out of the blue. And I don't know whether you like adapted that when you were over there because 
but He's then ashamed of who he was. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think the same. Like, if I'm on meetings, like we we have an office in England, mm-hmm. and I know whenever I'm talking to people from England, they're like, I I I feel the need to address it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just just to make you aware, like you may get a little bit confused. I'm from Ireland, like like yeah. my accent may throw you off. Uh-huh. Just tell me to repeat myself, and uh-huh. they're like, oh no, we love we love the accent. You're like, right? Yeah, okay, they like listening to you, but they don't yeah. really know what you're saying. But <laughs> I try and do the BT9 accent whenever. Hello, bro. From, like, <laughs> from England, I feel like it's the easiest Irish accent understanding. Like. It is. I when you're, it when is. you're presenting TV, what is it? Are you presenting TV or something? Hello, everybody. Yeah, Welcome to BBC One. This weekend, we'll go and see him. He'll be like, fucking, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you do like it's pronounced shit. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, in terms that you've said you want to do, like, acting and stuff, but mm. in ter- obviously the stuff you've described there would be more like presenting, but if you yes. were to get, like, an acting role. Yes. What have you have you done any acting roles or would no? So I did when I was younger. Right. Like I did like theater type thing. Yeah. Whenever I was younger, mm-hmm. like the Rainbow Factory and all, like Joe <laughs> Demons there. Yeah, I did that and I went to um, stagecoach and they did like acting, singing, dancing. I think yeah. it was that they did that. Like I loved, I loved performing. Yeah. Yeah. It was only when I got a bit older that I got really self conscious that I just stopped. But like the natural progression just from doing TikTok and being myself has just yeah. been going into presenting and stuff because obviously I have that proved and tested. Um, application to being able to speak to people and make it sort of camera friendly like I have mm-hmm. that CV basically from my TikTok so yeah. that's just kind of why that's that's went so fast I think it's just kind of picked up yeah. whereas with acting it's like well what I don't even know what what do you do what, what, like, what do you do where do you start do you just knock on the door of a studio yeah. and be like hey yeah what would you want to do like what what sort of TV show would you like to be on they're fil- fast girls or they're something f- like they're that they're filming <laughs> like they're filming like what's it called what do you call the girl she's a TikToker She's from over here, but she's got an acting role for something over here. It's like Hope Street or something. Abby. Uh, yes. Yes. yes Abby. Yes. Yeah. I have to d- DM her. Abby. Yeah. How did you do that? that? <laughs> like, there is stuff I think available. Like, there is stuff over. They're probably filming more stuff over here with like. Mm. Just there, go for they, it. They said there was going to be some sort of from the same writers of Dairy Girls. There's going to be some Belfast version about like older selves and younger selves or something. I think there was something. Right. But then I couldn't do that because then the older self would have to have the same hand as I have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right That's where my brain instantly goes. But I do, I, I should probably be mo- more proactive in the looking into that sort of avenue if I want to go down into it because I haven't really been and I know I haven't been so I can't really complain about the fact yeah. it's gotten nowhere because I haven't started that thing going down there yet. Have yeah. you got any like really good advice from like anyone in the industry? From like meeting people? Has anyone said anything that's proper stuck with you? With regards to like acting? Just, yeah, acting or presenting even. Um. Well, presenting... I don't know anything that I've been told from people is just just it's very much the same thing you'd say if you're going on an interview like or a job interview it's mm. just just stay calm be yourself don't panic like you'll be more stressed out and once you hear it back you'll realize like it wasn't that big of a day like if you messed up nobody else will notice type thing mm. and just go with the flow and just keep going like just keep yeah. the ball rolling it's just been th- those types of things yeah. of advice and they've been good I think the best thing it's actually helped me with the presenting is just being around people that are really chill like if yeah. I'm around somebody that's just like oh it's not a big deal like I'm like great like then I perform better as if it yeah. was a big deal because I'm just like chill I'm best whenever I'm just pretend like I don't care like that type of scenario did yeah. you sort of because th- I feel like from the outside looking in you sort of think oh once you get into that space you like there's this big like secret or something like do you have, did you feel like that though, like, what, like the illuminati or something i just mean like <laughs> you can't talk about that it's weird seeing all these people online and on tv and you're sort of like fuck i wonder what they'd be like you feel like you'd get so much from meeting these people if you know what i mean like learn so much whereas it 
I think was it weird for you when you sort of started doing that stuff did you have like a higher expectation or like expect it to be different even I feel like we all have this image of things because we don't see that behind the scenes mm-hmm. things so then mm. things go through your head and you kind of picture it one way or another but like I feel like most people that do it it has just like sort of an opportunities came up and they've just ended up with it and then they're going well and it just rolls into the next thing and the next thing yeah. it's like a whirlwind like you just get sucked into it and then all of a sudden it's normal like yeah. it's there's never like this breaking point well for me there hasn't been like this breaking point where it's like oh my god it's just like one thing and then the next big thing and then bigger and then bigger and then it's just kind yeah. of progression yeah. yeah, I think the Olivia Neil things, man. I was actually going to bring this up on a solo podcast. Wait, what's the Olivia like, Neil thing? I just think, like, oh, her d- just her doing, like, like a scene she done, like, a bo- I know she does massive campaigns, but I just seen, like, the boss ads she was doing recently. I was just thinking, like, like five years ago, you were just making TikToks in Belfast, yeah. and now you're fucking, like, a global superstar or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's mental. It's like, like, like the, the tube girl that's going on right now yeah. as well. Yeah. She started making TikToks, and within a month, like, it's been a month, and she was, like, at Valentino and invited to Paris Fashion week and has been making tiktoks with um is it pen badly him out of you do you know like the, the oh, TV yeah. Oh, yeah. and florence Pugh? like she's been just yeah. with all these like mega celebrities because she started making tiktoks on a tube it's crazy just, like, yeah. you're a tiktok ambassador aren't you yes what's that ambassador. um so i've got a couple of opportunities that have sort of entailed me being the ireland ambassador at the events like i was at eurovision Mm-hmm. And I was doing so stuff with Emmons for that. Iron would be jealous. I think your head just turned like. <laughs> yeah, you love your vision. <laughs> it was great. Like it was. Un- at least should have been there. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. Oh, really? Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't at the final. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was good. It was good. Like, and we got to see the behind the scenes stuff and sit in the chairs of the countries. Got mm. to do that and all. Uh-huh. Like that yeah. was good. But that's like the type of thing that I do yeah. whenever I'm I'm doing TikTok and Bachelor stuff. It's usually the events or things that they're hosting or sponsoring and yeah. they'll have their different people that the known trust come in and represent them doing mm. them. Yeah. I thought you were about to ask her there, could she get, get phone up someone in TikTok? Phone up someone in TikTok and throw us a we're, we're stuck at like 92k <laughs> or something we're like where's the 100k <laughs> yeah. um, well i do recommend if you ever get the chance to speak to anybody from tiktok that you, you do like because it's good to have that kind of the same way of, of networking do yeah you know what i mean yeah. like do that like because a, a lot of the things that i've sort of progressed into has been because i'm just speaking to everybody and just trying to be friends with yeah. everybody yeah so it has yeah be mates and you and you were saying even like you've you've sort of noticed a bit of a opportunity within like the youtube side of things to yeah. like for the the short form content and whatnot yeah it was really random like um obviously you know joel the mm-hmm. magician mm-hmm. so he w- works closely with youtube probably the same way i would with tiktok mm-hmm. and um i think he was like co-hosting this event with youtube themselves and i went there and i was actually like really intent on asking questions because youtube is it's like so similar in a different way to tiktok like yeah. it's a similar platform making videos and stuff so i wanted to ask like i wanted to ask people who actually do it like how much do you make on shorts how much do you make on longs mm. what do you do with editing like how do you do the editing or asking the youtube people what would you recommend at this point if you're jumping in here now like i'm not making videos five years ago whenever it was maybe easier to get into mm. um what would you recommend me doing and they were like just upload like even all your tiktoks get them all up on shorts just schedule them all and get them all up so it's something that i'm going to try and stay on top of yeah on top of the other stuff (laughs) (laughs) but in terms of like if someone obviously for people listening now like if they're in you know if they're trying to build like a tiktok following or trying to like take it to that sort of like a level that you've taken it to where Mm -hmm. you're getting opportunities like presenting or you know brands or something reaching out to you like what is the best sort of way to navigate that do do you find even 
pre you having a manager because you do see a lot of companies now coming out and saying oh we you know we mm -hmm. can they almost like absorb smaller creators yeah with the hope that they'll keep building up yeah but like what what is the sort of best way to navigate that to well if you want to do it as a job i think the number one thing you have to remember is all of your content is your cv would you put on like last week you went and you did 10 shots so that's something to put in your cv like it's, do you know what i mean like that's a yeah. really random analogy like yeah. but just whenever you're making content keep in mind that this is what brands are going to say so if mm -hmm. you want them to work with you you have to be thinking what type of brands do i want to work with and make content that almost sells you to them before they even come across you like you've already got like a reputation of getting the views and getting the things with the exact type of content that they would want anyway mm -hmm. so just keeping that in mind if you want to do it as a job and then to build your audience itself you need a you do need to upload a, a, like a fair decent amount at the start yeah. i'd say because people are just getting to know you you need to have mm -hmm. that conversation with them and show them what it is that you're doing online to get them sort of hooked on your style mm -hmm. and the things that you do and sort of just be consistent with that but i would say like it, it still is easy to grow on tiktok like it hasn't went away type thing you just need to be even trying new things like i think i find myself that i've sort of assumed that's the type of video that does well and i've almost swayed away from trying new things yeah. just because i'm sticking with what i know um but like i've got all these ideas and like oh i don't know if i could do that that's a bit different and stuff but it was like the car one that was like one that i just randomly tried it wasn't like a talking video it wasn't mm -hmm. a prank or nothing and it did really really well despite the comments taking the complete mess <laughs> out of my hand um it did really well so mm -hmm. yeah just keep at it like because it, it's a good job yeah <laughs> is that like the f is that the first time in a while where you've like the the whole we're back to like the car video again is that mm -hmm. the first time in a while where you've had that sort of content being put out and the comments and stuff have been like yeah i was yeah. i was pulled down like from like heaven i was like living blissfully like mm. unaware of the fact that my hand used to be an issue because it, it never in the past year or so it had just been so nice everybody was just being so nice people expected to see my hand like i'd been out there in viral videos so it's like not something that was really surprising to see yeah. and then all of a sudden i reached this new audience and they it was new to them they didn't know how to react they and even different platforms it was mainly on instagram that the bad comments were i right. think i think if i can remember correctly um so it really did brought me back down to earth so fast and i was really low actually for a day or two i was just feeling really crap like so embarrassed about my hand again yeah. and i hadn't felt that in so long and even embarrassed for for my boyfriend as well like i can't even express you i used to find it so uncomfortable ever having to address the hand situation with mm -hmm. with dating with boys with men because you just feel so unattractive as well and seeing what these men were saying about my hand i was just like oh my god i wonder if this is going to make my boyfriend look at me in a different way that i don't yeah. want him to look at me and i actually haven't even said this to him i'm like therapy session here like <laughs> unloading um but i was i was so embarrassed and it just it completely reminded me that there are still things like that out there yeah. i still have to redeem myself almost like i still have to educate and there's still going to be other people who'll face the same thing and it just it, it frustrates the life out of me mm -hmm. so it does yeah do you feel like there is still an element where people are like curious to find out like more or or do you still find that people you know if say they if they see like they meet you for the first time and they maybe like notice your hand and stuff they don't want to like address it do you still feel like that's a kind of stigma that needs to be i think that 
the only scenarios I've been in, mm-hmm. and this is as somebody who a lot of people already know me, already know yeah. my hand and things, actually usually know my hand before my name type scenario. Yeah. Um, it's either they know me, they know my hand, they're just like, what's going on? They're asking me questions about things that I've never met them before, but they know it from a content, so I don't have to address anything and neither do they. Or it's like a person who knows me, but is being like inappropriate with my hand type thing, mm-hmm. like asking me, can I get a photo with you? Oh, get your hand in it. Grabs my wrist, puts it up to the camera Jesus. as if my hand's going to smile and say cheese. Like that type of scenario. And that's just like, oh my God, I'm clearly not doing content well enough to tell you that that is not uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I haven't really had the, the elephant in the room scenario in a while. It's It's been nice that I don't have to think that type thing. Like I just yeah, assume yeah. if somebody's staring at me, it's like, oh, you know me from TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's weird that some of the, like mm-hmm. has that actually happened? that happened yep. oh my yep. god and how that, do you address that i haven't because right. i don't want to be a dick do yeah. you know what i mean i still have that like in my mind that if somebody obviously they're clearly in some way shape or form a fan of some some shape because they recognize me they want a photo with me they must like my content so i don't want anybody to go in and be like oh i met joanne do you off tiktok oh i met her she's an absolute bitch like she was she was just so rude to me and she told me off and it's like imagine getting like that i don't want that to be my impression yeah. mm-hmm. to an extent i probably should be yeah. like look i'm not getting my hand in the yeah. like there are people that meet and they'll look at my hand and they go oh i know you and that's dead on that's like i don't really mind that I, like yeah. I, i've used this as something to recognize me for so i can't mm-hmm. complain about it when it actually happens yeah but the photo thing is a bit Please don't, please don't do that. I feel like I feel like in general, like most like if you if you if I ever want to use rocked up and was like I was walking down the street there and I met that girl in days Asha, she didn't take a selfie with me and I thought what an asshole. I tried to get her hand on it and she said no. I'd be like you're a dick. Yeah. Like why would you do that? I but people don't tell their stories that yeah. way. They make themselves the victim yeah. of their stories yeah. all the time. So it's just I don't know. I don't. It doesn't really bother me that much to be honest like i'm i'm used to everything i've heard everything under the sun and yeah. I've, I've been through everything under the sun before i was even um on tiktok and stuff i have dealt with so many i'm from west belfast and it can be quite a brutal place to grow up sometimes getting jumped for no reason and people saying things to you grabbing your hand at a bus stop playing like a trumpet like the, the most random things have always happened to me so i've got this really this is why i think i might actually be so good at presenting and stuff because through anything my way mm-hmm. it's not really gonna shake me like i'm almost mm-hmm. like numb to mm-hmm. stuff like that happening i just keep the ball rolling and keep going with things and it's just kind of being that yeah yeah that's it's madness even like to think that even before you did because obviously i think there is an element of whenever people come on social media even we know it's ourselves like you're opening yourself up to like get them yeah. comments and stuff but i could never imagine someone actually doing something in person if that makes sense because mm-hmm. yeah. i think when you're when someone else is hiding behind a screen it's a lot more easier to process yeah like we've had this chat over the past couple of days because we posted a, we posted a clip of like something a conspiracy theory and Aaron, you were saying to me like it was probably one of the first clips that you were in and people were com- yeah and people were commenting being like you're a knob you're a dick <laughs> and we're allies just like yeah this l- listen like this, 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 get, get used this, to it. this happens <laughs> like, do you know what i mean but like i could never imagine like you know even growing up or whatever that that was someone would even say something like that and i suppose that's yeah. probably one of the things that you probably not enjoy but like like bringing a bit of like highlight to to yeah that behavior is not yeah acceptable yeah and plus whenever i was younger there wasn't really a social media to hide behind Mm. it was what you said in person and people were 
like even from nine five years ago there's things that people just know not to say anymore that they wouldn't have known not to say five years mm -hmm. ago and the world has sort of changed but like even then there are, i know for a fact there are still people out there that are just they're just ignorant bastards and yeah. there's nothing you can do about them and you can try and make as many educational videos as much as you want and increase representation and be a positive light online and they're still going to be ignorant bastards so yeah. it's just life yeah and how do you find because the last time you were on one of the things that you sort of said was that your goal was that you never saw someone on a red carpet mm -hmm. what you know or you never saw someone presenting or on tv like you never felt yourself like yeah. you were represented if that makes sense yeah how do you feel that's the way you saw sort of things 70 episodes of here's the crack ago i don't know how long <laughs> it was 18 months ago yeah but now we've been 18 months on what are some of the things that you've noticed which are like this is going in a good direction have you noticed anything where it's positive or yeah well i think the the, the gr really good way to measure for me to measure how i'm doing in that area is whether i have people coming in my dms who are parents saying I'm so happy that you're doing this and that my child who has the same hand as you is going to grow up with somebody like you. Like I show them your content all the time and like it's like the biggest compliment from mums. Mums mm -hmm. literally message you a wee mummy and she's like so worried about her daughter and then she says that you are helping her. You're helping yeah. both the mum and the daughter or the son or whoever else deal with this thing that's just been because a lot of people are just born like this and they never knew until they, they were literally born and all of a sudden it's like you just give birth and it's like why is my baby missing a hand like mm -hmm. what's happening here and it's just like this ma massive shock and in the unknown will they be able to drive will they be able to be an actress will they be able to do all these things there's all these questions and in doing those things and being on the red carpet now and presenting now and doing tv everything has just been so good to have people that are actually in it like not people here watching the content or just like on my page but people who are actually getting something like bigger I, I don't even yeah. know how to describe it but it's just it has a measurable difference like makes a measurable difference into somebody's life mm. like i'm actually making a difference in somebody's life that's how i know i'm doing my job well yeah do you think like society has become more accepting of things like that on like, the surface with like allowing people with like disabilities and stuff to like get in the movies and things because i would say personally i have noticed it quite a bit in the past yeah years. but i think it is sort of on the surface rather than addressing the deeper problems yeah underneath. what do you mean when you say that though like on the surface i think that tokenism is a huge thing and everybody's yeah. wanting to jump on and show that they're so inclusive when in reality they're literally just doing it so that they can say they're inclusive rather than yeah. to actually practice what they preach mm -hmm. um for example disney's um snow white and the seven dwarfs yes. they took out the seven dwarfs you put seven people who were born with dwarfism out of the opportunity of a lifetime yeah. because you want to be more inclusive does that sound more inclusive like, like, things yeah. like that like it just they're almost so cautious of being diverse and inclusive that they're actually being the opposite mm. and it just it, it annoys me i hate to see whenever people think that that's because i'm i know firsthand what the things are that i would want to see people with disabilities want to say but why is nobody asking us? Why are people mm. just making, why are these people who have no idea what it's like to live with dwarfism or to live with one hand or albinism or anything that makes you look different? Yeah. Why are people without those things making decisions about what those people want to see or how they want to be represented? Nobody spoke to me. Nobody spoke to them because they've done the wrong thing. Do you like experience, have you had experience like that yourself though? Like when working with brands, like, like you're obviously a bad example there with someone asking you for a photo, but do you get sort of maybe a more timid bit of that where like the brand's like, oh, can you like get your hand on that? Or do you know what I mean? Yes. So a so perfect example, right? There's been two completely different experiences in two completely different ad campaigns. Mm. One 
told me they wanted to work with me I was like great we'll work together I like your stuff um, and they give me the full brief of what they thought I should do in the video mm. how it should include my hand and it was completely wrong completely like it didn't it it was completely yeah. what do you call it deaf is that what, how was it tone deaf tone yeah, deaf yeah. it was tone deaf to the the issue and then i had another campaign where they says this is what we want to do we want to try and make it around your hand what do you suggest and mm -hmm. then i says okay i'm comfortable with that give some suggestions they said that's great can you include this or that and i says yeah actually that would be really good on my platform so then i did that that campaign won an award last week the other campaign flopped yeah so just ask us like mm. i think that, that in terms of even creators themselves brands are sometimes too quick to jump ahead and tell you what to do mm. that they're forgetting about the fact that you do this for a living day in day out and they should be asking you what do you think we should do how would you incorporate this product or this brand into a video give us ideas and then work together in a collaborative way rather than preaching to the influencer yeah. what they should be doing and it's mm. the same with with hand with normal influencers with normal yeah. <laughs> with everybody yeah I suppose like if you are because that is i agree with you like from a from a marketing or like a brand perspective a lot of people that's the one thing that's on like people's agendas it's like we need to look more inclusive yeah. we need to look more diverse mm -hmm. but i almost think that they're so focused on that side they don't know how to approach like because at the end of the day they want to show how they're diverse but mm -hmm. they don't know actually how to approach the like diversity the, aspect the, like the likes of yourself yeah. if, if you know someone had like a a fashion campaign or something on and they're like we want to include india mm -hmm. because she's a, like it's a good example of like representation mm -hmm. and other people can look at that and go oh we feel included yeah which is along the right lines but yeah. they probably don't know how to you know a approach you because mm -hmm. they think we're gonna offend like almost think we're gonna offend you in a way because yeah. it's like we we need you because of your hand basically yeah which is a see it is a, it's a give and a take scenario because like i i am happy that i am able to finally use my hand to get me something yeah. rather than mm -hmm. it's making me miss out on something so in that way like it's it's a good thing for me that i'm getting these yeah. opportunities that i wouldn't have before um but like it's it's hard to address that like i'm not easily offended myself yeah. Yeah. um i know most people with disabilities are actually not easily offended it's usually other people offended on their behalf mm -hmm. yeah it's not actually the people themselves um so if somebody was literally thinking about doing a campaign and they were like oh we want her we want to increase our diversity and in, in using her and she's obviously using a lot of representation online i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all yeah i think that that's starting something and yeah. while i'm there like ask me a question how do you think we could do this yeah like i, I can speak as well as like do other uh, things so, yeah. so i think the number one thing i think that's happening right now is that people aren't speaking to the people that they're trying to represent and include and be diverse for they're just doing things so that they're not one of those brands that's getting cancelled for not yeah. doing it they're represented they're probably just not being represented properly in yes. the way they should quality be quality representation yeah. is more important than quantity yeah yeah and you've been doing some work with charities and stuff yes um i know that was something that we'd sort of discussed yeah. but what can you sort of go in there better so there's sort of like two things coming up the number one thing is i've worked with this charity called reach and it helps um children and families with upper limb disabilities and that mm -hmm. was the, the charity that really helped my family because whenever i was born mommy didn't know i just kind of came out she was shook to say the least um and then uh, there was no information so she had to look around ask there was no i don't know if there was internet actually was there internet in 2000 yeah, yeah. 
probably yeah. wasn't very <laughs> accessible. <though. laughs> yeah. So she probably Dying looked it on the internet or something, <laughs> found this charity, and they were like a beam of light of information and giving us information yeah. about what I can and can't do. And actually, the can't do's is probably a very, very, very short list um, and to give advice and stuff. So as I've got this platform, I've wanted to try and help and do stuff with Reach because they're helping so many other families and stuff. So next weekend, I'm heading over to, um, oh, where is it? Newcastle. Yes, Newcastle for their family weekend. And do you know Alex Bricker off? Uh, t- is it two and a half legs? What do you call that TV show? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the last leg. leg. The last leg. Yeah. Two and a half legs. <laughs> I might think of eight and a half cats or something. Two and a half men. Two and a half. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, he's going as well. Yeah. There's a couple of other people who are on TV and doing things like that um, who are going to the family weekend just to kind of speak to families and just be like a positive thing about having a disability. Like it's not all negative. Like they're, I, I get free drinks and shit. Like it's good. Like it, yeah, it can yeah. be fun. Have fun with it and life's not miserable and stuff. So I'm going to that next weekend. So if there's ever any like kids or families out there that haven't discovered Rach um, it's a really good charity for that and then I'm also um, raising money in an event next year I'm hosting my first event like oh, wow. I'm wow. doing and I'm presenting as well um, to raise money for Rach uh, next year my mummy's running on the marathon so we're going to use that to combine the event try and raise money for them and yeah I don't have to run the marathon so I'm happy <laughs> enough to go to the event host and have a drink <laughs> you're doing the half marathon aren't you I am yeah next good luck Sunday <laughs> is that your first like yeah nice yeah first half marathon I did a 10k in July and it was absolutely awful until I got over the finish line and I was like oh I want to do that again yeah. and it was just this rush like it, it was a, I felt runner's high I burst out crying and all it was absolutely intense yeah. it was that's really not good. one you said have you done it what? You don't know how far it's on. But after it, you were like, I never <laughs> He <laughs> said the opposite. <laughs> how long were you training for yours? Uh, t- about 12. Uh, he said you rushed it though, didn't I you? Was, I trained for about yeah. 12 to eight, week, 8 to 12 weeks. But yeah. like, whenever I say train, I just meant I just spent 8 to 12 weeks running. But like, I was a dick. Like, before, like four days before it, I went, me and the fellow that was doing it went, let's go out and do a half marathon to prove that we can do it so when the day comes we know Aww. so it's just little things like that when you look back you're like <laughs> but like i had said i want to do it in two in like less than two hours yeah and uh like i was a bear whenever i got because <laughs> i thought i'd cocked it up uh-huh. like i took a real like low energy low like about because we did antrim coast half marathon you kind of mm-hmm. run downhill and then run back uphill again yeah and as i was running back uphill i'd exhausted my gels and just was caked like yeah. and then it turned and as well as that um the water the, the, like it was the probably the one day in the past like six months that it had actually been warm it was boiling yeah because uh, we went to mallorca like two days later and my shoulders were like burnt already yeah from antrim so from <laughs> like literally it was lauren too so it was like <laughs> terrible you ran out of lauren and then the most depressing thing was you turned and had to run back into lauren again oh. so i was like oh god yeah no but um yeah, it was good. I said I was going to do it in sub two hours. Did it one hour fifty nine forty two. Here, so eighteen seconds. Yeah. But like, whenever I ran through, I looked up at the thing and it was like two hours two minutes. Yeah. So I thought I and like to be fair, me and him have talked about doing the full marathon. And like I said <laughs> to him, I was like, if we do it, we're not like timing ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Because like it is, 
See, the thing is, like, are you competitive at all? Yeah. See, I'm the same. Like, when I did the 10K, I was like, I, I literally ran like three times before yeah. that on the Royal 5Ks, three 5Ks, yeah. mm-hmm. like two weeks before the 10K. And I was like, I have to get below an hour. And I did. I got like 57 minutes or something really on the good. 10K. And then this half marathon, I've been thinking, right, I've been running a wee bit more. I think the most I've run so far to this day, even though I've got a half marathon on Sunday, is 12K. That is That's the, okay, though. Do you think so? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, the, the, on the day, <laughs> are you doing it? It's Belfast. No, Manchester. Manchester. Oh, mm. it's great. Apparently, uh, like the Manchester Marathon is unreal. Really flat. Yeah, it's like no it's, down and up. Yeah, it's flat, like. Um, but I, you'll get like a runner's high on the day. Like the, so. the adrenaline will see. I haven't you through, tried like. doing jails yet because apparently when some people take jails, it makes them shit themselves. Yeah, but you yeah. need to. You, you I'll shit them. You need to take. Did you shit no, no, no. <laughs> you need to take. You need to take. That's the gels. All like that is, <laughs> I think you need to take the gels as part of your training. See, I didn't have a problem with gels because I've cycled for ages, mm-hmm. so I always took the gels. So you were basically you already had fitness. Well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I could, so, yeah, I would say you're a fraud. Yeah, I had <laughs> no, 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 fitness, I'm so. fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to get it. I, I wanted to aim for two fifteen and below. That's good. I wanted to aim for that. That's like six minute, six kilometer, six minute kilometers. That's yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's quick. But that's like just what don't I do. What I did because on the half one, uh, was it the half one? I did. I did two, three legs at the the. We did the, the relay of the Belfast Marathon before that. That's yeah. why we want. That's why we decided we want to do the half. Because yeah. we did the relay, and then a couple, bunch of people dropped out. So we then ended up doing like three three lengths of the relay, me and this other fella. Yeah. But then there was a stage where, like, I think we'd got just past like stage three. It was the final bit. Uh huh. There were like three miles left to run. I think we ran in total like twelve miles. Uh huh. I was I was done. Yeah. I was running away, and next minute, flipping this guy came past me, dre- dressed as a, like a Ninja Turtle. And he got and all the he glory. Fl- he can fly and pass me. And I went, no chance I'll pass her passing me. <laughs> so then I took off and then I was kicked. But then what you had to remember was they were doing relays. Yeah. So I had just passed where he started. So yeah. he came sprinting past me and I went, but in my head, he'd start it where I'd start it. Yeah. And I went, I'm a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo has just passed me. What am I doing? Like, do you- I think you'd be fine. Yeah. You just, just take we'll, your gels. We'll find out this weekend. Take your gels though. Yeah. Like just like to practice. I'll like, try. Yeah. I'll take practice. one in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. But I've heard that it's really like thick, gloopy. I've never. There's had some one. that are like a high five gels are quite watery. Yeah. They're quite good. Okay. And then there is gels that you can get which are specifically for like not so you don't shit yourself. Okay. So look into them. See if I take the high five gels and I shit myself. I'll be <laughs> you. I'll be getting a voice message. It's like the parallel parking was a disaster, but the Manchester half marathon <laughs> was a shit show. <laughs> Literally. But uh, you'll be fine. Be grand. Okay. And then you'll run the bu- and then you'll do the full marathon and it'll be great. Yeah. Like well, afterwards, you'll want to do the full marathon. We'll see. We'll see. You I do think it with us. We're we're in deep training. Oh God. Are you? Are you right now? No. Yeah, no. These two said last year we'll do it, and they looked at each other dead in the eye and said we're going to do this and I looked at both of them and said you aren't going to do this if I'm back here we're going to still do it it's on the 5th of May by episode uh-huh. 210 when I come back here obviously let's do it in yeah. 70 it's on the f- better run it's on the 5th of May it's like two months before your wedding so you'll be in the prime con- that's it hey? you'll be in prime Easy. condition to get married and everything like <laughs> it'll be so thin day in the that's a good place to end um, we'll link the charities you mentioned in the Perfect. bio on it if you can contribute that'd be great and best of luck wherever best Thank of luck so on much. Sunday yes. um, yeah. thanks for coming in sorry we're for lo- you we're looking <laughs> we're looking forward to welcoming you back in episode 210 where we can catch I up even wait. more I know I hope I have more tea for you Tommy's like get, get. we need to wrap up here because I need to find out who this boy was <laughs> 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 I actually forgot about that <laughs>
Anyway, thank you very much for coming on. Until thank next you. time. <laughs>